All right, GM, GM, can you guys hear me okay? I have terrible service where I am right now, so I apologize in advance. Um, up at the parents' place, helping them with a move this weekend. So, uh, I wanted to go ahead and make sure I kept the streak alive. Um, so, we'll give it just a second. I'm sure there are a few other people that are on their way over here. If not, I'll be able to keep it rolling one way or the other. Um, but, yeah, you know, week number 76 consecutively that we have been able to keep this going keep this alive so i appreciate y'all um whatever you guys want to talk about it's the songs anything else feel free to hit that request button bring you guys up to the stage we can dive in whatever's happening with the market did think it was interesting yesterday covered this in the stream a little bit as i dug into it i wish i could do a stream today unfortunately cannot um kind of don't really have the bandwidth up here to be able to make it happen, nor the setup. But, um, you know, I thought it was interesting yesterday. We finally figured out who the bald deployer slash who was, uh, you know, who was the person that ended up rugging that. Um, and there were a lot of other funny things that came along with that. A lot of irony with that situation we've seen. Since then, the meme coins are still rallying. Um, ticker Bitcoin is up near the highs. Um, I, I saw other tickers like Solana are up there near their highs as well. Um, so, you know, like that's really where the majority of the action is happening right now in the market. Right now, things are a little bit more quiet on the NFT front. Uh, we've got the Solana Mint coming up for the Canpy Pandas. I saw that with speaking of looking at Pythonomics and future whales PFP. Um, and that has been in the works for, <laughs> I guess, about a year now. Or not a year. I think that they really brought up the idea of the last chain since December. You guys can come up and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but that really not too much happening in the NFT space, right? You know, you've got Polly's case. Um, it's happening this week. You know, not a ton else. And like outside of that, it's just been uh, a nice quiet week. And, and, you know, like here's the thing I have to say about everything with the NFT space at this moment in time, right? Like I, I am a big believer that in the statement that the calm comes before the storm. And I think it's like that if you look at any chart in crypto over the course of the past several years. Right. You get a lot of boring before you get a lot of fun. And right now, I think things we are in basically a year long plus of just boring in the NFT space. Right. We had a little bit of fun earlier in the year this year, the very beginning of the year. But outside of that. You know, a lot of interest a little bit. Um, so I think that you've seen along with that communities that really <laughs> were there a year ago are there today so i think that looking something incredibly important in this market you know, just who's showing up like it is we laugh whenever we see people tweet that out but there is some truth to it right like as far as people that are continuing to show up and grind right now they're the ones that are setting their potential success in this next bull run. um what's going on my man not much just another day in paradise or on the road to it, at least. Yo, are you there or am I rugging? Can anybody hear me? Raise your hands. 
Okay, future one can hear me. Rocking. I don't know. <laughs> I can barely hear. Um, and, like I know the service here is absolutely terrible, so it's all good one way or the other. Um, no, but I think it's Pythonomics rugging. I don't think it's me. I'll try to rejoin because I've got I've got the other phone that I can still walk over to and check up on. Eddie, what's going on, man? Yo, good to see you, man. It's been a hot minute. How you feeling, dude? Dude, I'm well. I'm feeling well. This is what happens when you know I'm on a long trip and I forget to schedule this more than ten minutes in advance. So, <laughs> kind of ends up being a little bit of a, you know a little bit of an emptier stage. We'll keep rolling with it. So I'm I'm having fun, man, making it work. So. What are we chatting about? The whole, the whole of the market? We th- like, how, how do you want to get in? Oh, man, Eddie, every, every single Friday, we just dive in really surface level and then, you know, kind of zoom out, work our way in, right? So, um, you know, obviously, this is a stonks theme space, but at the end of the day, like, I think it's more fun to talk about what's happening in the rest of the market, kind of the, you know, in general before really doing it because at the end of like if you just show up and you're you're talking about the exact same thing every week i mean <laughs> like it's no fun so this is all about the vibes whatever's going on man heck you can tell me whatever's going on in your life i really don't care you know i like, mean I'll, I'll i'll tell you uh i'll tell you something i'm looking at in terms of uh nfts i i'll let's be honest i am strongly considering taking a short position on the d guns like strongly considering it well, dude, I don't know. How, how can you take a short position? All right. So this is an interesting question. Um, well, it's very difficult to say, <laughs> to say the least. Um, there's a couple options, right? So there's like there's a platform called Dive, which is more of like real shorting um, where you actually have like basically someone you, you put up collateral. So let's just say like D gods are 10 ETH. You put up maybe you give you give the counterparty, let's say like 10 or 11 ETH. Um, and, and then basically you do whatever the, you want with the D God, you could take it and immediately sell it and you could choose to sell it wherever. Cause it's in your wallet. Um, you then with that, like you, you then, you know, wait, I think it's like a week. I think the contracts are a week long. Um, and let's say that they're down from 10 ETH to five, you go and buy another D God for five and give it right back. You get your collateral back of your 11 or 10 ETH collateral and you pocket the, uh, you pocket the five ETH bonus. So that's. That's one. But can you also close the like contract prematurely? Early, yes, yes. Yeah, you can. Um, as far as I'm aware, yes. The other side of it, though, is there's like uh, there are these things called VAMMs, like virtual AMMs, um, and you can you can short. I think like on Tribe, Tribe Three has it. Um, I think that's like a that's built on Arbitrum, and basically they oracle the pricing, and they also do some balancing based off of like funding rates um so like the some the shorts or longs will have different funding rates and whatnot but those have a problem um and that's with uh, <clears throat> like nft perp kind of exposed this problem pretty pretty glaringly so nft perp had a was had a lot of volume running through it i think like actually somewhere around like 500 million dollars of volume at some points um and they their their users were were heavy 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 short on azuki when Azuki was at like 15 or whatever. And the problem uh, with these VM- VAMMs is like 
with traditional longs and shorts, generally you want, you know, longs are equally matched uh, by shorts and there's always like a perfectly equal counterparty. However, with BAMMs, uh, they're not because they're virtual. Like they, they aren't, they're by their nature, not equivalent. So you might actually see pressure where like shorts outpace longs by let's say like nine to one ratios. But um, that's theoretically accounted for by the funding rates. But if your funding rates are not like optimally set up at, from the protocol level, you end up with a situation where the protocol itself has to doing has to do the paying out of you know when 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 someone's in profit and when ninety percent of your users are in massive profit because they've all just banked on shorting Azuki down from fifteen to five, you're like uh, we don't have the money to pay this out. And what they ended up doing at um, NFT Perp was they they're just like uh, all right, well if you were if you were at a loss, congratulations, you didn't lose any money. And if you were at a, and if you were at a like at a profit, uh, sorry, you didn't make any money. But whenever we launch our token, you guys will get an outsized share of it. And it was like that's how they came to things. So all that all that said, there are different mechanisms where you can short, um, like very varied mechanisms. Few of them are like, and there's problems with all of them right now. But um, there's options. There's options ahead. Dude, that actually is really interesting because, you know, I've heard a little bit, you know, with the, uh, uh, like, I, I know there are some NFT perps that are out there. I, I, I know Miladies was one of the first to trailblaze on that platform. Um, but, you know, really haven't gotten into it too much to see how liquid it is and how efficient slash effective it has been. Because, you know, like one of the things that I've always struggled with, too, as far as with, you know, like how to track an accurate mark price, you know, whenever you're looking at settling those contracts for any type of, um, you know, short, whatever it is, you know, at what mark price are they just taking the average of whatever sales are happening? Are they looking at listing? Like what, you know, because if they're taking the average, could somebody technically sell to their own wallet, you know, like, and sell super cheap, and potentially spoof it enough to where that mark price just drops and they're not actually realizing any losses outside of just, you know, like the fees that they're paying. Um, but, you know, somehow spoof the mark price enough to where, you know, there is some type of dip that, you know, comes with it. I, I, I just, it's one of the things that I think, yeah, I think like theoretically, larger scale. I think like theoretically, um, the, the idea is, you know, if you do your math right as a, on a protocol level, um, anyone who tries to do that stuff, I mean, you could try, but theoretically, if you want to keep it up over a long enough period of time, uh, it wouldn't be efficient, nor would it be profitable. But I think that's all theoretical. And I think in, in reality, if you, you're smart enough at what you're doing, which I don't proclaim to be, but I think some people are, uh, you can figure out ways of, let's, let's not use the M word, but yeah, I guess manipulate it. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like one of the things you have to think about, like this is a huge PDP game, right? And, you know, there are different lines that different people have as far as their ethical standards. But at the end of the day, if you can figure out a way to potentially exploit it within the laws of the code, then, you know, that's the big question that a lot of people have, even with the bald situation with the bald rug. You know, you have to ask yourself, well, you know, like, was there anything that was out there that really like outside of where, where I think bald really screwed up 
was basically tweeting something completely different than what they ended up acting on, right? Like, that was the real thing where they messed up. But they never even tweeted out, we're going to do something, just hold on, like, we're going to be okay. I really think at the end of the day, it would have been the people's fault completely there. But, you know, that's where I see the main issue with. So if you're somebody else and you're exploiting something like this and you're kind of gaming it a little bit, I don't know, like, it's... It's one of those gray areas where you have some people that will say code is law and you'll have others that are like, you know, well, you just exploited our system. We want some type of, you know, want some type of compensation in return for like what you ended up doing here. So, you know, maybe we'll give you some type of tip for messing it up. But, you know, like outside of that, you did something that was unethical. Agreed. So... Um, Eddie, I am curious though, man. So you brought up potentially shorting to gods. Why to gods? Um, All right. So it comes down to this, and I, I, I've, I'm trying to like take a little bit more simpler view of uh, of NFTs than I used to. Apologies if the music in the background is too loud. I'm on a bit of a vacay at the moment. Um, but so like the simplified view is with Azuki, um, they had crazy amount of leverage pushing them up. Everyone had been hyping up the event for so long, and you basically always want to sell the event. It's almost, a, it's almost essentially never, never bullish. So, like, that was, those were the main factors. And also, you know, you just did the math, and it was like, they wanted $40 million. How could that be bullish for the market? So, like, pretty simple things. Um, and I, I made the mistake of thinking, but it's Suzuki. They always find a way to, like, make it ultimately bullish. No, uh, they didn't. So, so that went that went pretty poorly for them. And now I'm looking at the gods, and I'm like, well, they're not selling anything. Although I think that they might actually uh, sell, like not sell, but I think some of the the transitions or whatever you want to say for the D gods are, I think might actually cost dust or whatever. So, but that's not really extractive, nor is it really selling. So, think about it more like. They're going to have an announcement. Announcements are talking about the season three event. Yeah. So, and they're having that in like a week. And they're effectively always bearish. Like, announcements are always, always bearish, just for whatever reason. Um, and part, and we, we've already seen them appreciate from, I want to say, like 70 up to like nine, while the rest of the market has gone down. So, it's got a lot of like surrounding gravity that it's fought against. And we're finally going to see the fruits of that labor, basically. And I just, I don't expect it to be anything more than, you know, just something that's good, but not like so unbelievably amazing that it shoots from nine to 12. I I just think it's like the event is coming. You sell the news, you know? Okay. So it's that simple. It's all fundamental here. You're not like looking at some chart doing whatever else you're just saying based on what's happened, what's coming up here. Well, and I like that, you know, like, and I do like the gods, and I think the counter argument that a lot of people would put up there against you is, you know, kind of the same thing that you brought up with Azuki, where, you know, a lot of people just assume just about every event that the gods has had that I can think of, you know, even look at Utes, right? Where Utes was this thing where a lot of things were soured um, leading into it with the execution, and it ended up turning into something that, like, slowly but surely was bullish right it took a little bit of time but they turned that situation and they listened to the community and made it something that was you know a lot (laughs) 
like I almost look at what happened with Utes where it was similar to like kind of like I, I think you can kind of think of Azuki and what happened recently with them, right? Where you know a lot of people didn't love the art, you know, wasn't wasn't the most popular thing in the world. So they like scrapped it, took it back to the drawing board, listened to the community, took some extra time, but it turned into something more bullish. You know, Azuki didn't necessarily follow suit nearly as well. So, you know, like, I think that would be the counter argument to you here. I mean, it is, but it's just, and it definitely, it is, but my thought is just like, I don't know, man. They, they've, I feel like a lot of that upside has already been realized again from the, the run from my, it's like a done a slow run from roughly around 70 to it hit. I think it hit like 10 and a half or close to 10 and a half. Um, and then when the entire NFT market retraced at following the Azuki launch, like when Azuki was going from 17 to five, uh, to five, when board ape was going from like 35 or, or high thirties down to, I forget exactly where it was, but high thirties down to like 28, when all these projects were, were retracing, D gods kind of held pretty strong between from 10 down to eight and then rebounding up to now it's around nine. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking like they, a lot of D gods holders were pointing to that relative strength as the reason to be bullish. But for me, and this is part of the, part of the issue. I think like, you know, we were talking about the shorting um, and almost like one of the issues with it. One of the issues with shorting in the NFT market is that there's, a radically low volume of it. However, there's a high, high amount of longing because you could take loans. So like Blur allows for a crazy amount of longing pressure and especially leveraged longing pressure. Whereas you can't take any level of like leveraged shorts that are actually real. Um, you could leverage short on a virtual AMM, but that doesn't like that. That's basically putting a bet on the price rather than actually tangibly short selling. So I think like, part of the problem is we're seeing a price that's being propped or pushed up at least partially by long pressure. If you look at the amount of longs, I think there's like thousands of ETH um, currently longing on, on blend loans, the D gods. And that stuff tends to unwind if there's any level of like selling run. And I, I just think, I just think that while this, you know, for the, for the same reasons that the Azuki launch, the Elementals launch is actually bullish for the Azuki um, brand because, I mean, they've got $40 million more now and Elementals looks pretty promising as like a reasonable attempt at an anime. Even though it's bullish for the, for the, for the actual company, I expect this launch to be bullish for D-Gods as like a company or at least reasonably positive. But if it's anything other than absolutely exceptional, the most amazing thing we've seen in a hot minute, if it's just like pretty good, um, that's just, that's already been accounted for. Like pretty good has been accounted for in the price. And I, uh, I agree you know? with you. I, I do. And I, I actually think you're speaking a lot of wisdom to people here, right? Because you're not sitting here bashing the gods, right? You're not necessarily saying, okay, well, I expect it to go down because I don't expect Frank and the team to deliver, you know, I, I think they're an overhyped project. You're saying, hey, they've probably been hyped appropriately, right? Like a lot of these things have. But the issue is people, when you perform well, the expectations going into something like this just continue to go up exponentially, even in the midst of a bear market, right? And 
there is, I think, looking at it where you see a complete counter trend heading into a big event like this, you know, there are a couple things about it, like one, potentially extracting any type of, you know, any more liquidity from the community it takes a lot of extra to support any type of new project, any type of new collection coming on. Um, but the, you know, then on top of that, it's just, you know, it, it does take exceptional. And I mean, like, absolutely exceptional to be able to exceed expectations, to be able to deliver past whatever the initial hype is. And, like, that's the sad thing in a bull market, maybe a little bit different, right? Like, but we're not in a bull market, right? In a bull market, it doesn't always take exceptional. In a bear market, it takes exceptional and then some to be able to continue that momentum. Agreed. So, I mean, in, in short, um, in short, sell the news is, is why I'm, why I'm bearish, but in long, that's why. And it's not that I'm like bearish on the, on the project. In fact, like I was considering that if I take a, a short position, I might actually put out a tweet and like say, Hey, with, if I'm, if I short this and I come out, you know, in reasonable profit, I will use the profit to buy a DGA like that, you know, <laughs> because I would be profiting on the pro, pro uh, on the price going down, but also, the project would be better. So I don't know. I feel like that would be, I feel like that would be a fun, uh, fun little engagement tweet, but you know, stuff that's on my mind. <laughs> no, it is. So like what, what type of, what size position can you effectively open? Oh, not big. I, I, my size is not size. Are, are you talking about just like general, like what kind of size well, are you able to do? Oh, both, you know, what, what size are you really able to effectively do? And, you know, like, to what what type of size are you looking at going into this? And you know, I I, I don't care what what size is. Sure, size yeah, yeah. I'm just curious, you know, what type of what type of move you're, you're you're trying to play here, and what type of move you really can play. Okay, so there's a couple options here. So um, on the there, there's like multiple different types of platforms, and they're all very different in their mechanisms. So they all have very different amounts of, I guess you could say, liquidity that you could provide. So. Um, one, so like for, for me, just to start with myself, myself, I'd probably be looking at anywhere from between like two to 10 ETH of exposure, like not more than not more than shorting one D God, like one real D God, basically, um, because, you know, I'm not trying to bet the house on this thing. It's just like a reasonable trade. I don't know. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking at. But if you want to look at each of the platforms and what size you can put in. On the VAMMs, so that's things like Tribe, um, Tribe 3, which is on Arbitrum, and I think there's one or one or two others that are live. Um, those have, I think, like basically unlimited, because again, it's more so, it's more so a bet. Like you could just, it's, it, it's not like, it's not like there's actual liquidity backing it. It's Oracle based, um, and the liquidity is just that of what's on the platform. So the reality is like. If you want to put in 50 or 100 ETH and bet against it, you can. Um, so that that's like that's the VAMM side. On the more like tangible side, um, I think Wasabi Protocol is one, and I can't explain. I, I I can't explain their mechanism because it's very different. I think it's a little bit more tangible, but it's also got some like weird math going on. I think there's you could probably, if you want, put through somewhere in the range of like 10 to 20 ETH worth of um worth of shorting pressure i don't know exactly but i think i think that's what you could pull off 
And then I think on Dive, so Dive right now, their biggest problem, they're the most tangible. They're the most like real of the platforms because their mechanism involves you actually getting the asset and you decide what to do with it. The only problem um, is that just they don't have money users. So realistically, there's no D-Gods available on their platform right now. But um, from talking with their founders, I know that they, uh, I know that they're working with a market maker or about to start working with a market maker that you could just go on the Discord and say, I re I'd like to request the ability to short three D-Gods. And they'll be like, all right, let's source this guy three D-Gods to short. And that's what they'll do. So um, in terms of liquidity and like what kind of size you could put through these platforms, I think that's, I think that's pretty much on point. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, no, like I, I really am interested in exploring more on this entire space because i really think at the end of the day nft is a big part of their growth this next cycle there are going to be a lot more people trading on these collections as they become larger and more liquid right so i think what you're seeing right now um it's the foundation for that type of growth and there are a lot of people i know that absolutely hated what blurred into the market because they're like oh you know like Blur killed NFTs. Dude, that's BS, right? Like maybe Blur sped up the process in some instances, but I don't think that it really, you know, just showed you what true supply and demand really were. Um, so I, I really think that, you know, like liquidity is necessary in efficient markets. Um, so, and it's part of, you know, part of maturing. Um, got your hand up. What's up, man? And I'll, and I'll just comment one thing on that, although it might, it might open a can of worms. I don't know how far you want to take this conversation and which direction, but I'll just pose this. I, uh, during, during the conversation I was holding with the dive team, um, I don't know if you know Jonah Blake, but he, uh, he had mentioned at the time, because that, that same point was brought up. Like, hey, I don't think Blur, like this is my personal opinion as well. Like, I don't think Blur... Um, necessarily killed the market. I think the market itself was primed to be killed, like or at least in, in large part should have taken a pretty severe dunk down. And Blur just provided the liquidity for that to happen. Um, but his his stance was actually kind of interesting. It was that like the because Blur did such a good job at providing the uh, the liquidity needed to bring the market down like quickly. This the rate at which it dropped was so was so traumatic that in and of itself it killed partnerships that would have increased real value um it scared potential participants and overall even though it it efficiently brought it down to their real value which is for many collections valueless and for many others or at least for even some of the top ones just you know 80 percent down from where it was at that um that in and of itself was destructive beyond beyond like a general healthy market. And I thought that was a fascinating take. I don't know if I agree with it entirely, but I thought it was I interesting. Mean, it, it's an interesting take, but you know, it, it almost just sounds like there's no guarantee that a bunch of the like the projects being pumped into the system isn't more leverage being pumped into the system that you know, in one sense or another was going to still find a way to unwind regardless. Like I, I still, I still believe we'd end up where we are either way. Right. And you could almost argue, man, if there was even more new money that was pumped in too prematurely at the tail end of a market that was on its way to collapse, that 
you know, the optics would be even worse as far as the taste and the damage would be even worse and the time to recover would take even longer. And, you know, like that, that's one of the things that a lot of people made the point with FTX as well, right? Where had there not been on a, a bank run on FTX, there's a decent chance that FTX would have been able to pull out of whatever they were in and we would never have the situation that we were in right now right? But there's also a chance that they would have continued to grow larger and they would have continued to bet more and that the dark ages from the FTX collapse lasted longer than what we have, um, than what we've seen currently, right? Like, so I think it's one of those type things where at the end of the day, like the market was heading where the market was heading. Um, so, you know, we can argue about the semantics of could a little bit more capital that was infused into the system potentially have helped you know drag out the inevitable collapse a little bit longer you know make it sure i i could see that argument but i really i don't know man i still just don't buy it like you know the momentum was heading where it was heading and you know we needed to collapse we needed the bubble to burst and we need this flat period before we can get healthy again. Like it was just that simple. And I, you know, I think there are a lot of people that did not expect that at all when they got into NFTs. And that's why, you know, this, they're just looking for random reasons. But I think that if you've been involved in crypto for long enough, right? Like you've seen this across the alt market, you know what happens. And it doesn't mean that the sector's dead. Um, you know, like now is, now is where people build. Agreed. So um, I, I generally tend to share that sentiment, but I felt of all the uh, of all the detractions to Blur killed the market and saying like of all the reasons why Blur killed the market, I think that might be, if if any, the only reason I actually might tend to at least agree in part with. But yeah, uh, generally agree with your like completely fair take, man. Completely fair take. Um, so we got another few speakers on stage. The one, the only BTC art. It's been a while since I've heard your voice, man, <laughs> since I've heard the legendary Irish jigs, too. I don't know if the stage is ready for that, though. Uh, what's going on, man? Hey, Leo. I am sitting at the Red Door in Nashville, Tennessee, across from, from B-Ways, the one and only. And uh, we're stonking it up, doing this little thing called Solana Summer. We'll see how it turns out. It kicks off like around four, so of course we're uh, we're pre gaming and just uh, vibing super hard. BTCR, uh, who is B Ways, and why does he continue blowing my mind? Honestly, this is I, I've, I've hung out with him a half a dozen times and for multiple days on end, and I still can't I can't fully tell you. What it is that continues to blow my mind, but I think that it's he sees the future, like intuitively. Uh, he dead. just like he, he intuitively sees the future on things. I mean, he called stonks like how long ago? I mean, I think he's up over a hundred now or something like that. It's crazy. I just know I copy uh, trades all day long. B ways is a legend, man. Like, I think that he actually, okay, B-Ways, give me a thumbs up if this is accurate. You know, give me a fist up if it's only semi-accurate. And you can give me a thumbs down if I'm wrong. 
that you are one of the largest um, Psychedelics Anonymous holders now as well? If not the largest? Just hop on stage. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> so, he, he's a legend in all regards. Is it just y'all up there? Who else is in Nashville with Well, you? Crow says he's coming. Uh, and then there's there's a couple that are to be to be to be announced that I don't think they want to dox because Nashville goes pretty hard, you know. And there's a lot of it's it's the uh, it's the home. Bro, I'm not asking for real names. I'm not like looking for IDs here. I'm just looking for Twitter handles. The mm. Walter Stonks KYC initiative. Isn't Crow's Twitter hand Twitter handle Crow? Yes, okay. it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> like he even has like, on oh, there Matthew Crow. Like yeah. you're just not. So you're not. You're not doxing Crow by saying Crow. Seven Rockets <laughs> is going to show up. Um, All right, so we got seven rocket emojis. Yeah, yeah. Steelers is is definitely a confirmed. And uh, Amy Street put this thing on. I don't know if you know who Amy is, but she's kind of super big into the Solana ecosystem. And uh, we're gonna find out, man. Like. Uh, how hard Solana goes. I don't know, the guy up before They go pretty hard. I haven't uh, I haven't met Eddie before, but he wants to short the heck out of some big Solana projects, so that's bearish. Well, hey, D-Gods are not to be fair, the gods are not Solana anymore. Well, uh, this is true. What's Solana? What's Solana always Solana, you know? That is also true. So hey, thanks for letting me on stage. I really just want to say bless you. I appreciate you so much. Love these spaces and the IRL friendships that come from all this fun stuff. It's like wonks vibe and they vibe harder, man. In real life and online, it's just so killer. What a, what a privilege. Yo, BTC, t- tell uh, you'll see a short, stocky but fairly strong guy, uh, and he'll be loud. His name's Shrimp. Okay. If you see him, tell him I said I. Okay. If I see a short, stocky, fairly strong guy, strong okay. guy in a town of a million and a half people, just call him call yes. him shrimp. Yes, oh, and um, and overwhelmed. tell him that, uh, yeah, and tell him Eddie said hi. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I pass. I blanked out there for a second lost some service how big is this event i didn't realize that like i thought it was just something small that you so this is an actual solana event that you're going to i think like 200 people something like that 300 people i don't know i know i know that oh shoot one of the reasons i got into nfts was because i think it's the future of music and and i really like like i went to undergrad here at belmont nashville and uh Amy's really connected in Nashville and just seeing how NFTs are are doing like token gating different types of events and the way they're going about it with different music stuff is, uh, it's just, it's just fun to learn, you know, and can't go wrong having a cold beer with E-Wave. I mean, you always come out better after that. Bro, I'm jealous. I really am. Like, uh, my first event that I'm going to in a really long time is going to be in September. I'm going to be at Token 2049 um, in Singapore. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that one. If, if you run into like a middle-sized Singaporean and he's like kind of strong on the street, tell him I said hi. 
I feel like that's going to be. I will, man. I will. Like a stocky. Stocky guy in, in Nashville, you know. No, I, I will. I will definitely. I'm just gonna I definitely look like, for BTCR, bro. Based on what you described, I'm gonna have to buy just a you know a white T-shirt that says BTCR says hi on it. Yeah. As I walk around the street, because I'm not gonna have the ability to be able to go up to every single person that matches that description. I think I think it cut. I think it cut off because Eddie told me, "Oh, sorry, there's another bachelorette party going by, in some kind of fire truck." Can I get the invite? I'm down. I I need. I'm coming. Eddie, you missed it, Kate. Uh, he, he said that there was going to be like a kind of a shorter but very strong man that was going to be here. And when I see him, I should say hello and I should call him Shrimp. And that just sounds like he's setting me up for a whooping, you know? No, I'm I'm serious. There's a, he, he's called no? Shrimp. He's called Shrimp. Okay. Self self assigned. All right. Good man. Did well with uh with the with the crap coins. So yeah. Hey, love, light. Appreciate each and every one of you. And I'm gonna go back to listening. Yo, I appreciate having you up here, man. And actually I'm sad to do this. I know it's been a short space, but I've gotta gotta get back to the fam here in a little bit. Wanted to make sure that we kept this rolling, though. Eddie, really appreciate you coming up on stage, man. Um, love to have you more often. Need need to hop up on more of the spaces that you've been in as well, man. I I, I need to get plugged back into that scene more. I know you're always hustling. Um, B-Ways, you are a legend. Love the, uh, the uh, little sweep earlier this week. Um, so shout out to you for that. Actually, B-Ways, I'll give you a chance. I don't know. I, I haven't given you a chance to speak yet. If you've got anything to say, feel free. No, absolutely nothing to say at all. Um, so don't worry about me. Go to your family and enjoy the vibes of the weekend like everyone else. Um, good time. I'm, I'm here with BDC, so I've heard a whole conversation of life and, uh, life and online. So it's been, it's been good vibes. But yeah, I think songs are inevitable. That's the only thing I will say. Uh, I truly believe this. It's not even a meme anymore. It's a meme that will speak itself into existence. So um, that's, that's what I will leave you with. You know, I, I will back up that statement. I believe it, too. Wonky stonks are inevitable. So I appreciate y'all. We will see you guys back here, uh, you know, similar time, same place next week. <laughs> Love and light.